Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome to The Truth and Courage. This is Tom and Tyler. We are here on day four talking about answering Bible contradictions. I'm excited and I've learned a lot. Our goal here and part of the reason why we're covering these topics is because we want to be effective evangelists to Muslims. Uh, they need Christ just like we do. They're going to come at us, though, with like, like we are the, talking about this week, with these, well, I can prove that your Bible is wrong or that your God is wrong, and, and here's, here's why. But understand that there is a difference between evangelizing someone who is movable and arguing with someone who is immovable and merely just wants to fight with you. And the Bible actually teaches us that we need to avoid that. In 2 Timothy 2.16, it says, But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strifes. It's important that we evangelize everyone that we can. We, we want people to go to heaven and but, but it's also, you need discernment. You need to be able to tell the difference between someone who can be evangelized to and someone who's just here to prove that they're right, you're wrong, and they'll do whatever they have to do and fight till the death to prove it. And so we want to make sure that we are distinguishing between those two things. Well, Tyler, I think that's a great point. You know, we're not to be going looking for a fight. You know, some people, you know, they, they, they learn Christian apologetics. And the answers to these, you know, issues and questions that are being debated. They are a brawler themselves, and they just want to go look for a fight and stuff. No, that's yeah. not how we're to be as Christians there. The Bible teaches us in First Peter chapter 3, verse 15, that we're to, be, to have an answer to every man that asketh you the reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear so we don't you know we don't go uh, with pride we go fearfully and with humility being meek but we need to have an answer we need to know and understand to be able to answer people legitimate questions but if they're just yeah. argumentative you need to kind of discern you know hey you know this guy just wants uh, a fight here to argue and debate yeah and sometimes we have to do that to get to turn them. But, you know, yeah. if you see that they're Im immovable, I like how you put that. I think uh, sometimes we just need to uh, move on. And uh, the Bible tells us also, Absolutely. too, to knock the dust off our, off the, our feet. You know, if a play, people don't re, you know, take your, accept the message, move on to the next village. And I, I would say this. I don't know about you, but I've had conversations like that where the Holy Spirit inside of me started saying, nope, this isn't a road you need to keep going down. I don't know if you've had that happen to you before, but I believe the Holy Spirit will, will give you discernment in that if you're being sensitive to it. All right, so let me be a, I'm ready to be a Muslim again. Are you ready? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm ready no, for you to play the role of uh, asking oh, the questions, the gotcha questions so that, that Muslims are, are firing at us there. And again, this is being taught to them yeah. by a guy on the Internet on YouTube, his name is Zaire, you know, 3.3 million subscribers, 330 million views he's had of his YouTube channels, and uh, he's teaching this stuff, and so, yeah. and Muslims are firing these at Christians to kind of, like, gotcha questions, they're bullets that they're putting in, in their guns, so to speak, to kind of tear down our faith and our belief as Christians in the Bible. And so here's one that they um, 
are throwing at us. Go ahead. You go into the next one. Yeah, I've got a new bullet for you here. The, the Bible teaches uh, that the earth is flat, and I'm going to prove it to you. Matthew 4 8 says, Again, the devil taketh him up into a, an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And it's impossible then for someone to see all, the, all of that without the earth being flat. So the Bible actually teaches that the earth is flat, and we have, I mean, it's, it's been proven. This isn't just like man's opinion in science. It's been proven that the world is not flat. It's, it's, a, it's a sphere. Yeah. They also use another passage in Daniel chapter 4, verse 20. You know, Daniel's having a dream. It's a vision, okay? And he sees this tree grow up to heaven, and all the earth sees it. How can everyone on the earth see a tree if it's a circle, if it's a globe? It must be flat in order for that to happen. So the Bible teaches a flat earth concept, and so therefore the Bible is not something we should trust it because we know science tells us that the world is a circle and round. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, what, this is what's called a straw man argument. You know, straw man is something that's not, you know, got any strength to it, right? So they create this straw man, and the statement is, the Bible teaches a flat earth. Well, the fact is, the Bible doesn't teach a flat earth. They're creating a figment, uh, an argument that really is not in existence, and then they go ahead and destroy it. This is what's called straw man uh, uh, argument debate, you know, method. And... Um, in fact, the Bible clearly teaches us that we are a circle. And uh, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 22, It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth. So, very clearly, even back in the days of Isaiah, Isaiah the Bible made it clear that we are a sphere, a ball, round, not flat. Okay? Uh, mm hmm I don't know of any Christian, I mean, there may be some people who claim to be Christians that believe in a flat earth uh, there. It's becoming popular again, it seems like. There's some, these flat earth... I've met uh, people that believe that. I've yeah, met people I, that believe that, actually. That's... I, I wonder, are they right in the head? <laughs> Honestly, I really do. I mean, how you, you look out and all the other planets are round, and we're the only thing flat. <laughs> there we got a round sun we got a round moon we got all the other planets that, that we can see and they're all round and we're flat um yeah. uh anyhow i just i just you know may, it may, makes you wonder if some people are right in the head but uh, go ahead well I, I i i read these again and i think to myself again context needs to be brought to be brought up here because well number one the tree right i mean you could even say uh, it says the tree that thou sawest which grew and was strong whose height reached under the heaven i mean they could take that and be talking about similar to what we talked about earlier in the week well there's no tree that could possibly be that tall you know you can't take every single thing on here literally because many a times it's a figure of speech or it comes from a dream like you said and i don't know about you but i have some pretty crazy dreams and not everything in my dream is true i hope or i'm in big trouble <laughs> and so uh do, do you do you understand what i'm saying i think you i think sure. it goes back to again one of the same answers of context we have to study around not just pick and choose these little verses that we want to 
uh, build our fort on. Let me go back to your passage in Matthew chapter 4 and Luke uh, 4 that talks about, you know, that it, this is where Jesus is being tempted by the devil and he takes him to a high mountain and he shows him the kingdoms of the earth. In Luke chapter 4, it's in a moment of time. It's like an instant thing, you know. From this vantage point, you can see the whole world. How can you do it if it's a, uh, if it's a globe? Okay, if it's a if it's a, a sphere, it must be flat. That's what their argument is, and uh, and and so, okay, does this mountain is this a literal mountain? If it is, then we can go up there today and have that vantage point. So it's nothing literal because there's no mountain here on this earth that you can see the whole all the kingdoms there. This is a figurative language again of some kind of supernatural mountain. Um, you know, that's uh, here where they're standing at a vantage point. Also, too, when you're looking at the kingdoms there, they didn't, uh, you know, North America, South America was not inhabited with kingdoms yet. Um, Everything was more regional uh, there of the Middle East for the kingdoms of that time. So it was a smaller region, not the whole earth. And so, you know, there's a few things we could argue through with uh, with a plausible argument on this particular, uh, to, to respond to this, okay? But uh, again, we're using some figurative language here that, now I do believe that the devil and Jesus went to a vantage point somewhere where they could see a great host of the globe there. But it doesn't mean that they saw from the corners, from one corner to the next, like it was a flat earth here i thought that had to do more with and correct me if i'm wrong maybe this may be way out there but i thought that had to do more with the fact like the power maybe that the devil had right that he he was the you know they call him the what uh the ruler the, of the earth or whatever the, so the, i thought he had some sort earth. of special power where he could make them see all those things yeah I thought, now we need to understand that, well well the devil can be Anywhere present, but not everywhere present all the time. You know, he has the ability to be in hell here on earth. He can transport himself to many different locations as a spirit can. But he is not like God who is omnipresent everywhere at all times and and so forth there. He can only be, the devil can only be in one location at at a time. So the devil could come. Remember in the book of Job, one time he's uh, in the presence of God. Another time, where where have you been? Well, I've been to and fro through the earth, you know. And so yeah. uh, the devil it can transcend space, but he's not like God who is ever present at all times. Let me, uh, I'm looking at the clock, uh, Tyler, and I need to press on. What is interesting, and I find this remarkable, that, Zakir is making a big issue that the Bible teaches a flat earth and almost mocking Christianity to say, your Bible is so outdated and so ancient and so wrong that you're teaching ancient you know, teachings and ideologies of a flat earth. That's something that people believed a long time ago. We know we are, we're in a sphere and all that kind of stuff. What's interesting is that the Quran does teach a flat earth principle. And Muhammad, who was from the 7th century, is espousing that in the Quran. 
And let me read you the passage. It's in chapter 18, Surah 18, verses 83 through 86. They're talking about a man named uh, uh, Zolkarnain. Who's Zolkarnain? You and I know him by the name Alexander the Great. In Arabic, it's Zolkarnain. Okay, Alexander the Great. Now, of course, you need to understand, this is about a thousand years before Muhammad came along, is when uh, Alexander the Great, you know, was here on this earth. And it tells us that, now get this, that he came to the, uh, let me, uh, they claimed that Allah gave him powers to be, invincible and to conquer like he did it says and we gave him the ways and the means to all ends so allah granted him the power to become a conqueror then it goes says and he reached the setting of the sun he came to the point where the sun sets and he found it set in a spring of murky water near it he found a people and so apparently Alexander the Great came to a coast, saw the sun setting in the water. Well, it appears I've been to the coast. Here in the Pacific coast, I love, my wife and I, we would go down to the, to the bay and watch the sun set and fall, you know, out of the sky. And it looks like it goes into the water. But we know it doesn't go into the water. But here is teaching that the sun sets in murky water. So the, the, uh, the Quran actually teaches a flat earth which was held by Muhammad, their claim against us uh, teaching a flat earth is not true. But it is true that Muslims and the Quran teaches a flat earth. Well, we're going to have to stop there. We'll be back with you again at the corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.